Hey, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will not avail you. Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. What's up, Who Would Winners? Welcome to episode number 128 of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve. Why did it have to be snakes? This is Chris. Oh, yeah, no, I, I, I hate snakes. I really do. I'm not a fan myself. Not at all. Slytherin, no I, legs. I understand they're generally harmless and more afraid of me, but I'm still afraid of them. I remember this past summer, uh, I saw a snake in our backyard, quite small, and I was uh, grilling, I was smoking some meat on the grill. And I was terrified to have to go out and check it on it. Just like slither away from you. It did. Yeah, I also sprayed it with the hose because I just wanted it to get out of here. But then I made a stupid mistake because now then I lost it. And I was like, I don't know where this. Well, you going. you gave it a drink. Now now when it's thirsty, it knows to come back. <laughs> it gained its strength. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, this place gives out free water. I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'm gonna stop by here. And it was the summertime, so you know that snake probably loved it. Was it. Hot. He thought oh, you were yeah. being a good friend. He's gonna go slither back to all of his friends and say, hey, I found a watering hole, with free water, and he'll spray it at you. And you can just open your mouth, and it'll just go right in there. Good description. <laughs> I've seen this, I've seen a few snakes around my house myself. I'm not a I'm not a fan. I keep my distance. They were also small though. Mainly, uh, you, I remember you didn't you kill one in the front yard? Oh, I forget. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I just anything everything about them. Like if you're a snake person, all power to you. But not for me. Growing up, uh, we had a snake in our bathroom. Once. Mm, oh, and you're in the tub, right? And it was in the it was in the tub. Oh, that would yeah. terrify me. Uh, it was like in the middle of the night, and my uh, sister like screamed bloody murder. And like I woke up, my parents were like, "What the heck's going on?" And she's like screaming, "There's a snake in the bathroom!" And everyone's like, "Yeah, yeah, okay." So like my dad, he goes in the bathroom, and he like pulls back the the curtain, and he's like, "Damn, there's a snake in the bathroom!" So wow. We were able to get it out. Your dad sounded like he handled it pretty well. He did handle it very well. Is yeah. he a partial tongue? Uh, you know what? He, it was, it was, like I said, it was around midnight and I, I thought maybe it was just me being tired, but I do remember him like hissing at the <laughs> snake a little bit now that you mention it. That's probably why I wasn't maybe that's afraid. Why, yeah, he was just it talking wasn't to afraid him. and it, it left quite peacefully. He was probably hanging out with your dad and then had to use the bathroom and your sister walked in. <laughs> now see the interest, the, 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 the hard part with that is we were able to get it into like a Tupperware container, which we ended up throwing away because reasons. And we take we take it outside. Now this is the tough part. Where do you leave it? Because you don't want to put it on your property. Because you feel like if you put it on your property, it's going to stay there, right? You don't want to go put it on your neighbor's property because you're like that's kind of a jerk thing to do. Sure. Yeah. So it's like where do you put it? I don't remember where we put it to be honest. You got to drive it a couple towns over, give it cat money, and let it go. <laughs> Say be gone with you. Yeah. So. I'm sure we'll talk a little bit more about snakes as we get into our, our characters. Will we? Because I won't be talking about snakes. I might. Okay. I might a little bit. Uh, so, so Chris, so uh, last week, or two weeks ago, excuse me, we had uh, a great episode of some scientists, uh, some junior scientists, going head-to-head with uh, Shuri versus Jimmy Neutron. Can I tell you something I'm really excited about? Sure. I voted in the last two polls. You did? Yeah. I hardly hey, ever vote, but I remember. I'm glad you remembered to vote. 
How, do you want to tell our listeners how you vote in case they forgot how you can vote? Oh, you just go to whowouldwincast.com and you click on vote. It's right there. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, cool. I was just kind of hoping that was right. You click well, on something. Well, you you can figure it, it out. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty self explanatory. If you can read English <laughs> and know how to use a computer, you can find it. Yeah, you just click vote and you click on the thumbnail there and it takes you right to the Google form. Yeah. So did the, you, did you, uh, the res- most recent one is at the top and it's bigger. Yes. That way it's right there in front. It's of you. not a heading. It's actually the one to click on. Yeah. Did you write as Chris or did you write as somebody else? Or will you leave that up to us? Uh, Oh, I would be. Responses. I would have been signed in. This is a Google sheet, right? So I would have yeah. been signed in as myself. Okay. That's... Well, I didn't know if you're if you were pretending to be like just a listener. No, I wasn't trying to be sneaky. I just okay. figured I well, should vote in my own podcast. Well, it looks like it's a good thing that you did because uh, currently Shuri Shuri is leading in the poll. All right. Sixty percent to Jimmy Neutron's forty percent. Oh, I should vote a few more times. <laughs> you yeah, you could have. Uh, some of the responses we got are. Uh, let me get that. Oh, yeah. I meant to ask you how to read them because I couldn't. Uh, can only you read them? You should be able to see when you you should be able to see uh, see other responses when you do your. So I saw it wall. as like a bar graph, but, but it like, didn't have the other people's responses. I couldn't see just a list of what hmm. they wrote. I have to take a look and see because I, be, I really what I would really like to do is like somehow allow people to uh, comment on each other's comments oh. and really get really get uh, something going there. But I'm gonna have to worry about that. So uh, one person wrote in saying Shuri would decimate Jimmy because 11 year old versus a 17 year old. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I don't think uh, uh, you know uh, age is a guarantee of efficiency in in that in that respect. But all right, if that's how you want to go, sure. No, they're right. <laughs> Let's see. Someone else wrote in saying because this episode came out in 2021 when Shuri has been dusted. "Quote unquote." I am voting for Jimmy Neutron. Loophole. I am setting a reminder on my phone for October seventeenth, twenty twenty-three, the day Sherry came back to revisit this poll and vote for Sherry. Uh, this is one of our smart fans. So this is yeah. This person is really paying attention. I did not know that the uh, the blip, which they call it, when everybody came back, is uh, on October seventeenth, twenty twenty-three. They made it in time for Halloween. There. Oh yeah, that's great. That must have been a weird Halloween. I know everyone's back. They probably canceled it that year. <laughs> Sherry is more experienced, and Jimmy is a noob. Or yep. a dweeb. Doob? D-E-W-B? Yeah, it's a noob dweeb. He's a dweeb noob. A dweeb noob? combination. Oh, there you go. A dweeb. Uh, I mean, all right. I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I thought I made a pretty compelling case for Jimmy Neutron's you did uh, great, gadgets. Steve. You did Sherry great. Is, uh, let's see. Uh, don't be down on yourself. It's a close It's a close poll. I was really hoping. And the last comment we have is, at first I thought Sherry was an easy win, but Jimmy Neutron had some crazy gadgets. I think any comic disadvantages would be outweighed by his uh, advantages as a protagonist. Hmm, fair point. That's, that's kind of how I was thinking. Uh, one tweet that we did get that I want to bring up because it made me laugh. Uh, this is from a longtime listener and fan, Paul Dewey. Paul Dewey tweeted us saying, big question. If Sherry is wearing... Standard clothes or underwear underneath the suit. Does the entire Black Panther suit qualify as a pant suit and thus as pants would be immediately removed with Jimmy's pants ray gun, whatever it's called? <laughs> wow, a pants suit. I didn't think about that. Yeah, because if it's one giant Black Panther. There are so many. There's so much gray area in the deep pantser that I feel like it's, <laughs> it's just a walking contradiction. Oh, like, absolutely. It can exist. Yeah, because, yeah, where does it target? Where does it stop? How does it, it, yeah. 
How does it determine what is pants and what is not? <laughs> I don't know. That one really made me chuckle. So, so thank you to everybody uh, who voted in in those polls. Um, like Chris said, you can uh, always make sure you vote at www.whodwincast.com slash vote. I'll take you right to the tab. Ooh. Or you can go to the homepage and just click on the tab that says Or you vote. can Google Who Would Win Podcast. Yes. Hopefully we're near the top of the results. Really hope so. Really do. If not, maybe don't do this. <laughs> yeah, stick, stick, stick with us. We want you to we'll stick around. Um, Chris, do you have yeah. anything else you want to tackle before we get started today? No. No? Should I? Did I forget I something? No, I don't know. Okay. Uh, good, good. All right, cool. Uh, so uh, remember, if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you'd just like to say hello, you can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Send us an email at hoodwincast at gmail.com and consider checking out our website, hoodwincast.com. You can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave us a rating on iTunes. So it helps us spread the word about our show, and we'll give you a shout-out read live on the show. Chris, what are we talking about today? We have we have an interesting one today. We're talking about geocaching. Yes. And we're talking about some prolific fictional geocachers. I think these two people are great for this uh, this, this uh, head-to-head matchup. They head are matchup. perfect. Yes. And those people are. Indiana Jones from the Indiana Jones franchise. And Ben Gates, ben Gates from the National Treasure franchise. Yeah, played by Nicolas Cage. I do want to say uh, thank you to one of our longtime listeners and uh, occasional guest uh, 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 host, guest, uh, however we want to say it, guest, um, Austin, who uh, suggested this episode. He did. He this did. Is a, this is an excellent yep. suggestion. I thought this was a great suggestion. I wish I and... could have done more research because I do think it's such a good topic. Yeah. And 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 we will admit we we tend to try to stay away from reusing characters. Um, both of these characters we have done on the show before. Really, I don't remember either of them. Uh, Indiana Jones was a long, oh, long, long time ago. For the that was for was that for like the 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 house the um, yeah the Home Alone Home house. Alone house one? yeah oh, okay. yeah it was Indiana Jones versus James Bond and breaking in the Home Alone house. Uh, so that was a long that was very very long ago. That's one of our early episodes. And then we also did uh, Ben Gates versus. Uh, uh, what's his name's character from this Night of the Museum movies? Ben Stiller's character. I forget his name. Uh, Something Daily, I think. I thought it was sillier than that, but I don't remember. Yeah, anywho, um, but this is the suggestion, and I think absolutely these two characters are perfect for for geocaching. So how we're going to do it is we're going to argue uh, why both of our characters would be so exceptionally good at geocaching and then also we're going to say if they had to plant a geocache of their own, what would they do? How would they do it? How would they put maybe their own personal touch on said geocache? It was Larry Daly, by the way. Larry Daly. Good job. Dar- Daly? It was Daly? Daly. Yeah, Larry you're Daly. right. So that's how we're, we're going to go uh, with this. Chris, before we get started, do you want to maybe give a little background on geocaching? I would love to. Because you were a big fan of this. Uh, back in the day, I was a big fan. Yeah. So Geocaching is, um, ooh, well, what's like the general category? It is a, it is a, it is a game you can play by yourself or with friends and family, where you follow clues and GPS coordinates to find a hidden um, cache mm-hmm. uh, somewhere out in the world. It is um, a just a reality game. It is not alternate reality. It is a real reality game. It's fun. It's like it's like treasure hunting. It is like it is like treasure hunting. Legal treasure hunting. 
and hopefully and uh each one uh will have usually some type of a log book where people can say i was here on this yes, day you're supposed to have a log book right in your geocache. uh and uh sometimes you can kind of have like a leave a penny take a penny system yeah, like little trinkets little trinkets uh that you can maybe also track uh you know how they've gone along their journeys and and leave them um yeah, and and to the unknown eye, sometimes they just look like maybe like a piece of garbage, like under. You may have walked tree. by them before and not even known, and had no idea. The, if you've been to like a park, a local park, there's probably some there. So you you were telling me uh, off air that you you were big into geocaching a little yeah like, long in time my, ago in my youth. Uh, I'm just joking. I'm still youth. <laughs> uh, in, in like college era, yeah, uh, definitely found a few around my campus. A few a few at some parks around where we live. I can uh, I, I saw that now there's apps that you can use for geocaching, just regular smartphone apps. Yeah, there was I think there was back then too. So I, my dad uh had me geocache my sister and my family when we would go on like trips or anything like that. We would stop at rest stops or areas and he would use like like an old school GPS uh to to find what we were looking for. I remember the the smartphone I used like my GPS was so unreliable. <laughs> It always it only got me like kind of close, and then you're just at that point just just, some, yeah, just like somewhere around, around here. Yeah. yeah, luckily sometimes the clue is good enough you can tell. That's true. So that's a good point to add too. Is a lot of times there'll be a clue, uh, so that way you kind of have an idea of what you're looking for, mm-hmm. and it might say you know look at look at the tree with a hole or yeah you know big rock with a cross or something. Yeah, we're not talking like the crazy brain teasers. Some could be. Some but could most be. Are like yeah. Under a rock at the pavilion. I do remember there was one time where we couldn't find one, and we got really, really frustrated. Maybe someone took it or moved it. That's the thing. So my dad told me that growing up that the people uh, who were non-geocachers were called muggles amongst the community. I don't know if that's still the case. And muggles, not in the term of Harry Potter, but muggles as in they mug the, the cash and they take it. They steal it. Because they think it's like garbage, or they they know that it's they might see that it's something and think, hmm, what is what is that? Hmm. So interesting, yeah. But it's definitely uh, something I'd like to get back into, so, knowing yeah. that it's still still kicking. And uh, it, I think it's like growing. It's like a you know a pretty big thing. I'm sure it is, and it's very widely, um, yeah, like popular. And it gets you outdoors and right. finding cool See, things. That would be a really good thing to do during a quarantine. You know, you're outside. That's why we did this podcast today to, yes. to give people an idea of something fun to there do. There you go. Go go geocaching. So, so yeah, so definitely cool idea. Um, and both of these characters, I think, are perfect. They basically do it in their, you know, in their films. For the, in their films for their uh, professional hobbies. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so maybe I, I think – Everyone knows about Indiana Jones, maybe really quick, or why he would yeah, be so, so good at geocaching. Indiana Jones Jr. Henry Jones Jr. Sorry. Jr. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> you made me go off my background info page to look up uh, Ben Stiller's character from oh, the museum. Sorry. So I tried to go from memory and I blew that. it. I never made you do that. You chose to do that on your own, my friend. Uh, Dr. Henry Walton Indiana Jones Jr. Title character protagonist of Indiana Jones franchise <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark first movie in 1981 great interesting fact also annoying fact for people with mild OCD it's not called Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark it was just called Raiders of the Lost Ark that's right and the yeah. rest are like Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade or the Temple of Doom like the fact that they I just wish they were consistent 
So you would just rather the second one just be called Temple of Doom? Well, actually, I wish the first one was called Indiana Jones oh. and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, personally. Right. But since they already dug themselves into that hole, <laughs> you should have come up with something different. I, I mean, don't know. Do you expect nothing more from George Lucas than to title your movie something and then after you make sequels, go back and retitle it? That's classic <gasps> George Lucas. Wow, you're right. Yeah, that's what he does. That's what he does best. Because he's like, oh, this is popular. I will make more, but now I need to make it fit into the name continuity. Huh. Blew my mind. Sorry, you just you really you really got me thinking there. I can't trust any movie title by George Lucas anymore. What's going to come after Super Eight? Nine? No, Super. Well, he won't put Super. That was my joke. Oh, it wasn't... oh okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, okay, four Indiana Jones movies: Raiders of the Lost Ark, Temple of Doom, Last Crusade, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Although some people would like to not count that one. Yeah, we've talked. Uh, yep. Future movie in the works starring Indiana Jones. I'm sorry. Starring, <laughs> starring Harrison Ford. <laughs> wow. Starring Harrison Ford somehow. I don't know. He's like 80 years old. I mean, good for him. I love Harrison Ford. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to do that. Well, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, I did see actually James Mangold, who is directing the fifth Indiana Jones movie. He directed Logan, Ford v. Ferrari, The Wolverine, um, Six uh six ten to Yuma, seven ten to Yuma. I forget what the, the name of that is. Mm -hmm. It's a really good movie too, even though I forget the title. Um he tweeted out saying uh something along the lines of uh I'm thinking a lot about nineteen sixties New York right now, possibly for some upcoming movies I'm working on. So some people are were curious if is that him confirming that Indiana Jones five is gonna take place in the nineteen sixties, which would make sense because the yeah. last one took place in fifty seven. Yeah. So late sixties. Yep. Cool facts. What would be going on in New York in the 1960s? Uh, you got the civil rights movement. Well, maybe not. New I mean, that's the whole country. I'm, th I'm just thinking the country. Civil rights movement, Vietnam, uh, late 60s there. You could do that. Uh, space race stuff. Oh, send Indiana Jones to space. Oh, yes. you're, actually, you're actually teasing one of them. Well, I'll get there. <laughs> Ooh, oh, boy. I shouldn't have said that. No. Oh. Um, so I, I think, yeah, I mean, they just did they just did Aliens. So where, where do they go from there? Do they do do they go crazy and have, like, time travel? Oh, man, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm afraid. I'm afraid. Like, <laughs> I feel like once you go to Aliens, the only way to up the stakes is, to go is, to space. is like, time travel. It's time travel. I don't know. I don't think space would be great for Indiana Jones. It's, like, so... Uh, if, if they if they if they did time tab, I, it, I will I will say this to you right now. When you and I go see Indiana Jones five in mm -hmm. theaters, mm -hmm. if there is time travel, mm -hmm. like legit time travel, mm -hmm. I'm walking out of that theater. What? I'm gonna walk out so, of that theater. It's basically they have they have the Sharknado problem. Every Sharknado had to up the stakes <laughs> right? to the point where Sharknado had to have time travel. Right. And they did. And they did. And then that's where it ended. Yeah. So. No. I don't know. I'm I'm saying it right now. You're gonna walk out. I'm gonna walk out. No, because I don't be by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Look, we'll we'll cross just, that bridge I, I when we come to I'll it. I'll just stay in the car. Like, like, I won't leave. What's you. it like a 2022 release date? Or I something? think so. Yeah, next year. Yeah, it's something in next year, 2022. Yeah. Anywho, Indiana Jones. Uh, that's his preferred name. He doesn't like to be called Henry Jun or Henry Jr. or Junior. Junior. He, you're Steve's doing an excellent Sean Connery impression because he's in The Last Crusade. That's I think that's my favorite Indiana Jones movie. I'm a, I'm always teetering between one and three. I same, think I think same. most people are. Yeah, and then there are people who love Temple of Doom. Oh nope. yeah, sure. Total just, total respect. Some of the yeah, I don't know. Not yeah. my just yeah, not it's my just bags. yeah, little 
a little different, but no no complaints. Um, so he's a archaeologist, among other things. He's a professor. He's a secret agent. Sometimes he has apparently a history working for the OSS. Uh, yeah, that was so you, uh, yeah, it was during World War Two. Yeah, yeah, but only in like you only hear like that off in, screen. Yeah, like the cool part that should have just been episode, uh, the fourth one. Ooh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Anyway, um, he's also a just a cool explorer. You know, he mm-hmm. finds cool stuff. Yeah, everyone loves him. Everyone loves him, yep. except Nazis. Nazis hate him. The one woman Nazi. The Soviets him, are starting to hate him. Yeah, the Soviets too. Yeah, that one that one Nazi lady kind of had a soft spot for him. Yeah, Elsa. <laughs> yeah. Um. Like, so why would why would Indiana Jones be a great geocacher? Uh, so geocaching is about following location based clues to find an object. Yeah, that's his bread and butter. He finds the Ark of the Covenant. Although, in fairness, not necessarily with clues for that one. Right, that one he was mostly just like chasing the Nazis that had it or, and stuff. Right. Well, he he well, did oh, he, he did, did have find, to find. Yeah, okay, he, he found, had to do some things. Yeah, he had to uh, he, he had to climb into that pit with snakes and put that uh, staff in the hole and watch so, where the so, light shines. So that happened first, and then that led him to the pit where the snakes were. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, it's okay. What was in the pit with the snakes? That's where the ark was. Oh. Yeah, that it. was in the well of souls, and he he used the um, the medallion that. Uh, Rave, uh, what's her name? Marion Ravenwood had that was originally her father's Abner's, which was Indiana Jones's uh, teacher at the University of Chicago. He got that from her. Then he went into the mini map room, and then he had to put it like at a certain spot, certain time of the day, and then the beam shone to the floor, which is where the well was sold. Were thank you. Obviously, remember that much better than me. I love that movie. I've, I I think that Last Crusade and Kingdom of the Crystal Skull showcases geocaching abilities better. So. Okay, fair enough. Oh, I, I I agree. I agree. Yeah, because yeah. they're they're basically solving a series of puzzles to get to a location, and and geocaches can have like multi stage puzzles where yeah. you solve multiple clues along the way to find the final thing. Mm-hmm. So so Last Crusade, he's he's following in his father's footsteps via his journal. He's he's looking for the Holy Grail. Um, he's solving different clues. What are some of the things he does? I'm blanking on uh... in Last Crusade. Yeah, so I remember when he gets to the final temple, but, like, what are some of the clues? So the first one he has to do is... He has to go into that rat sewer and make the etching of that that knight's shield. Yeah, so he's trying to find the shields, the the matching shield, which has the description of where it is. Does he do that when he goes... Do they they break through the floor in the library to get to that? Yep. Okay. Yep. So he has to figure out that that the floor is, like... Yep, X marks the spot. Yeah. Classic treasure hunting. Which is kind of funny because he has a quote where he's talking to his (laughs) students saying that, like, X never marks We don't search spot. for treasure and X doesn't mark the spot. Exactly. And that's exactly what he's doing. And then that's what he does. Yes. Yeah, so so he, he figures that clue out about the X. He goes into the sewer, makes the scratching etching of the shield, which is, it completes like the partial etching that his father had in the journal. I forget where that clue leads him. Um, and that, well, then he knows that uh, it, he has to go to, he, he has to find the city. Uh, and that city goes to the canyon of the crescent moon, which he finds out is Alexandria. But and then before he's able to do that, that's when they get captured by the Nazis, and his dad gets involved in it, and then the Nazis get the the, the Grail diary. Um, and then that's basically. I mean, after that, they it leads them to they would mm-hmm. go to the the temple, the Holy Grail temple. And then in there, he solves a few more puzzles with the kind of booby traps to get to the holy grail correct i will argue that his father was the one who 
who solved those, and he's just following Ooh. his instructions. His father wrote stuff down, but I, mean, I don't know if he knew what they meant. Uh, I mean, I guess all right. I see what you're saying. I mean, his yeah, his dad wrote down what Indiana Jones was supposed to do. Like he had the answers, but, but he also had to figure out how they were the what, answer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. How? And yeah, what did he have to do for that to be the answer? One of them was pretty BS. The <laughs> only it? the penitent man shall pass. Where you're supposed to yes. kneel. Because yeah. right after you kneel, another one comes that you then you have to dodge. Right. It never says the penitent man will kneel and roll. And then to have to roll or get cut in half. <laughs> exactly. Right. I know. I always thought that too. Like, it was why like, did he unfair. Kneel? Why did he kneel right or, away? Or back then they used to pray dip very differently. Possibly. You would kneel down would kneel, and, then and then you would do roll a to the side roll to the quickly. side really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So, yeah. So for that one and then the second challenge... Is the word of uh, God. Yeah, he has to spell like Yahweh in Hebrew or something. Uh, that's, Jeho- not, Jehovah. that's not right, but I, yeah. I don't know if the language is right either. It's Jehovah. In but, he- but I mean... Oh, in um, Latin, Hebrew. In, in, I'm trying to think of how the phrase goes. He goes in Hebrew or in... Whatever. Yeah, I he forget picks what one wrong and he's like, no, right, what if it in this? He goes J because J is right in front of him. And then he goes, darn it, in this it starts with an I. Yeah, I don't remember so he does. Is. So he does figure that out because yeah. he, he realizes his mistake. And corrects himself. Okay. And then the last one is that invisible bridge. Uh, the invisible bridge. Yeah. Yep. That one, I think, that one's just luck. Like, he's just that like, one's I'm... just luck? Meaning, like, he's just, he's just believing, like, that he's going to not fall to his death. Like, there was no skill involved in that whatsoever. But he had to figure that out. He had to figure out, oh, the bridge is there. I just can't see it. I have to have faith. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, th- those, three, those three things aren't, like... They don't translate as well to geocaching as like the original clues that got <laughs> Could you in there. imagine? Like <laughs> you're trying to find a geocache, yeah. only the penitent man will pass. <laughs> like you're going geocaching, there's all these like heads all around you while you're walking that, that in the is woods. Against their community guidelines. <laughs> that you can't murder say. the people. That's you good. can't booby trap your geocache. Okay, that's good. That's good. You yeah. can't put it in a dangerous You location. have to spell someone's name and <laughs> you fall down to like a bunch of spikes or there's an invisible bridge. And then when he actually gets in the room, he has to pick out the right chalice, and he does. I won't spoil it in case you so, haven't seen it. So I'll say that that um, proves that he does have the eye for uh, acquiring what he's after. Yeah, you know, sure. I'm just saying him. he's smart and good at solving puzzles. <laughs> I'm just trying to dig a little deeper, <laughs> but sure. Uh, then Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, everyone's favorite Indiana Jones This movie. one is like very treasure hunty. Yeah, so again, I don't fully remember like the motivations and everything, but there was this uh, Shia LaBeouf's grandfather, mentor, friend, mentor, uncle, yeah, mentor, uh, his buddy. He goes missing. Well, his grandfather would be Sean Connery. Oh yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> anyway, his mentor, uh, what's that guy's name? Ox. Huxley, Aldous Huxley. Ox Oxley. Ox. Yeah, I was just kidding. Aldous Huxley is an author. I think he wrote um. <laughs> I think it's Harold Oxley. Brave New World. Anyway, Oxley. He was uh, also an archaeologist. Yes. Question mark. Yes. Um, he went missing. Yeah. And uh, Shia LaBeouf needs help. So he, he ends up uh, teaming up with uh, Indiana Jones to help look for him. And they're kind of following in his footsteps. Uh, they're kind of on his trail and always a step behind. So mm-hmm. at one point they end up in the grave. What's the first place they go? Do they go to that graveyard first? They go to. Uh, where they end up in that cell. They go, they go to the cell? cell where he was kept. Okay, and, and he, had he written wrote a bunch of stuff on the wall. Bunch of stuff on the wall, following the clues. Well, first they have. Um, uh, actually, before that, they got a letter from Oxley. 
uh, Shia LaBeouf got a letter from Oxley, and it was written in some dead language. I forget what it was. Mm -hmm. And Indiana Jones was able to decode it, and then, but it was written. Was as it written a, in Mayan, or was it in something else? Uh, it it might have been some okay. some Mesoamerican language, but in, but it was a riddle. Like it was like uh, follow the lines that only gods can read. Mm -hmm. To Oriana's cradle, which was like the Nazca lines, or it was something. The Nazca lines, yeah. To Oriana's cradle, guarded by the living dead, and his cradle they thought was his birthplace, but then they realized it was actually his final resting. Yeah, place. that word can mean two things. It's the classic, the movie classic trope yep, where wait, this around. word can also mean this word. Exactly, like ah, <laughs> which they do at the end of the movie too, when they go, oh, their yeah. treasure wasn't treasure; their treasure was knowledge. Yeah. Anyway. So wait, do they go to that that crypt first and then to the cell? I couldn't remember. They go to the cell first. Okay. Because I think that was the town that he was born in. Okay. And then Ox the the no, the, the Oriana guy. Okay. Francisco de Oriana. He was born in that town and Oxley was arrested there. And then it has the map, and then that's where Nina Jones goes, Oh, stupid. It could also mean resting place. And okay. then they go to his grave, which is where and they find it. It was the they crystal find skull the, was they found. They find the titular crystal skull. Correct, yes. Uh, then do they get captured by the Russians? Yeah, that's when they get captured by the Russians. Because the, Rus the Russians have the map that he follows, right? Uh, they have a map, yeah. They have and a map. And then they also have Oxley's, uh, like, crazy ramblings. It, yeah, and then his... he also does his, like, his like map drawing. Yeah. When he's, like, his hand looks like he's just, like, fidgeting all the mm -hmm. time. And so they're, they're following that map there, too. Mm -hmm. um, based off of draw, it was only uh, images. Like, he drew, like, a snake and a river, and they realized that, it was this Remember river. Remember, kept saying three times it drops, and then three times it drops. Right, talking about the waterfalls. Yeah, yeah. yeah and they eventually make it to the secret uh, alien city. Uh, also, maybe the city of gold. Basically, El Dorado. Yeah, yeah. Which they then um, have to get inside, solve some more deadly booby trap puzzles, and they meet the aliens. <laughs> yeah, they do. Mm -hmm. And, and and somehow they realize they got to put like the alien skull up at the doorway and it opens the doorway. Yeah, whenever you're stuck, you just hold up this hold up skull. Hold up the skull. And then also at the end, when all the aliens are like in the giant spaceship, mm -hmm. uh, they hold up the skull and then it like magnetizes to the skeleton's yep. head and then they all become one alien. And then. Well, there's something yeah. really interesting I read on the Wikipedia page about that summary. Go. Or it might have been IMDb, I forget. I was reading the plot summary. Sure. And it said they walk in and there's 13 alien skulls. And the tenth one was missing its skull. And Why I was the like, tenth one? How do you know it's the tenth one? How, oh were, yeah, were they how did they? Hmm. They were in a circle. How do you count that? That's a good. That's a good point. I wonder I wonder who there had to have been feel... some kind of significance for that too. <laughs> Whoever like, wrote that one? has some inside information about the order of those aliens. <laughs> they want I want the tenth one. They want the tenth one. But anyway, like you said, skull back on. Aliens like are like, thanks for bringing our skull back. What do you want in return? And the crazy Russian lady's like, I want to know everything. Yeah, which. Such a bad, should not have bad said idea. That. Bad idea. Should have put some limits on the knowledge. They had like universal knowledge. Right, right. She's. Like, I want to know everything. That's too much. It's Such too a much. Poor choice. Yeah. Classic she, Indiana she Jones. Poorly. The the villain dies from the MacGuffin. Classic Indiana Jones. Yeah, their their hubris. Yep, is what killed them. Exactly. Uh, and sure enough, it did. And then the aliens flew away in a flying saucer. And then that's when he said their knowledge wasn't gold, their knowledge was treasure. Yeah. Or their treasure was knowledge, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. All right. So it sounds like he's had some experience like I, like going I said, through. In summary, he yeah. solves puzzles and finds treasure. Yeah, absolutely. Which I mean, are the two important things in geocaching. Especially in those two movies, too. Absolutely. Yeah, I think those are the two best examples yeah. of Oh, absolutely. I, I totally agree with that. 
So, uh, like we said, I'm going to go with uh, Benjamin Franklin Gates, played by Nicolas Cage in both National Treasure and National Treasure Book of Secrets. Real quick aside, do you think Benjamin Franklin would be a good at geocaching? Um, no. I nope. don't think so either. No, nope, not at all. No. Yeah, he'd be like, what? What, Too am, I, what am I doing? He'd be like, yeah. I have more important things to do. Yeah, like spread syphilis. i got to invent Dutch ovens. <laughs> so, uh, ben, so Ben Franklin Gates, uh, basically, his family uh, believes that there is a hidden treasure somewhere in the United States based on the Freemasons and the Knights Templar. And he goes on a classic treasure hunt to eventually find said treasure. Uh, he's given one clue from his great, 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 great grandfather that's passed on to generations that says the secret lies with Charlotte. And he is the first one to discover that the Charlotte was some type of a ship. He's able to locate said ship in the Arctic. With the help of Sean Bean. With the help of Sean Bean. Uh, it seems like it's more of Sean Bean's funding uh, that really is what helps that um, venture go forward. Um while they're inside the Charlotte, he discovers a pipe. Looking on the pipe, he... Like a smoking pipe. Like a smoking pipe. He realizes that the pipe has some kind of engraving. He cuts his blood, uses the engraving to uh, write out what it... To, to roll out on a parchment paper and see what it says. He learns that... He figures out through clues that uh, it has to do with the Declaration of Independence. Finds the Declaration... He, he steals the Declaration of Independence. I'm kind of glossing wow. over that. But. I was going to say, you originally build this as a classic treasure hunt. Yeah. I was going to ask you, do classic treasure hunts include felonies? I will, uh, no, but they do involve a treasure map, which is what he refers to <laughs> as the Declaration of Independence. He goes, it's a treasure map uh, on the back of the Declaration of Independence. Uh, and the treasure was democracy. Uh, no, it was a lot of money. It was like tons and tons <laughs> and tons of money. And so, so, he's a, so he breaks into the National Archives and successfully steals the Declaration of Independence. He then puts, uh, he puts lemon juice on the back of it and then heats it up with a hairdryer to determine that there's a secret map on there. Uh, he also uh, eventually finds these uh, hidden glasses using a code from the back of the Declaration of Independence. Were they Benjamin Franklin's glasses? Yes, because it corresponded with the silence do-good letters, which were was Benjamin Franklin's... Uh, alias when he wrote uh, anonymous letters to the Philadelphia Herald or Inquirer or whatever was around back then. He's able to use those letters to gain the clue about the glasses. He uses the glasses to read the treasure map, uh, which tells him he has to go to Trinity Church in New York City. Uh, by going in there, he finds which uh, uh, tomb he's supposed to break into. Then at that point, it basically turns into an Indiana Jones movie <laughs> where they're like, Things are falling. They're jumping over things. There's all wood creaking and cracking. And then they eventually find the treasure. Bada bing, bada boom. So long story short, he has uh, a history of, uh, in that instance, following clues correctly uh, that lead to the next clue continuously. Uh, he also has the physical uh, requirements to complete all the said tasks while also being chased after by Sean Bean uh, when they have a little uh, disagreement on how to move forward. And that's his his uh, his him right there with with the first national treasure. The second national treasure I don't remember as well because it's really dumb. But apparently, <laughs> like secrets. his like yeah his like great grandfather apparently uh, helped he, John he, Wilkes he gets, Booth like, accused of treason. Yeah, even though he didn't, he like refused to help John Wilkes. Booth. Yeah, they find out later he didn't. Yeah, um, but in that movie, what I'm going to bring up is that kind of show what he can do. He uh, broke into. Uh, the uh, Mount Vernon, George Washington's home estate, 
while the president was celebrating his birthday there, uh, kidnapped the president of the United States. Kidnapping's a strong term. That's the word that the president uses in the in the movie. He says, Ben, if you don't accomplish this, you will be charged for kidnapping the president of the United States. Uh, so he does find the treasure. So I guess he's not charged for kidnapping the president of the Is United States. Is that a States. rule? If you, you can kidnap the president as long as you find treasure? As long as you like... find the treasure. Yeah, it's totally, totally <laughs> cool with that. Um, he, uh, eventually somehow they find out that there's like this secret treasure hidden behind Mount Rushmore in the Black Hills. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing. He's able to follow the clues that get him Which one did back he have there. to find, look at the, the president Oval Office desk? That's the second one. Second one. Yeah. So the second one involves the Resolute desks and he eventually, he, there's like a wooden carving inside of it so that corresponds door. to something, secret, secret door. door, right? Secret drawer. And he finds the treasure located behind mount rushmore which i think i think if i'm correct had to do with some kind of native american uh gold or uh reserve or something like that which was upset me because that's just a ripoff of richie rich because if you remember when richie rich his parents had a vault in the side of a mountain that was shaped like their faces Ah, they had they had their family faces on the side of a mountain and that was their vault that uh who was who was the bad guy in that um Oh, I'm trying to think. He was in. He was in. Uh, he, was in he was in Cheers, I think. Um, no, John. John Goodman. No. Mm. Look it up for me real quick while I uh, just uh, sure. summarize the plot of Richie sure. Rich real quick. Yeah, they hid their treasure there, but guess what? Their treasure was their family memories. The theme is the treasure is not really treasure, except in uh, Indiana Jones and National Treasure when the treasure was actually treasure. Well, it was funny. In Indiana Jones, there was treasure, but also it was knowledge. It was kind of a twofer, two types of treasure. Did you find it? Um, what did you search? You just on Richie Rich? Oh, this is a 2015 TV series. They made no, a no. I need the TV movie series. with Macaulay Culkin. Wait, was that oh, here it was? Go. Yeah, here we go. Um, Letter? John Letter? No, no, no. What was the villain's uh, name? I don't remember. Tell me some actors' names and I'll tell you. Or tell me some names, I'll tell you. I'll remember. John Larquette. Yeah, that's it. There we go. What's he look like? Yeah, that's him. He was a bad guy, and he wanted to steal their their money and had him break in. But then he got mad when they got there because it was like his tricycle, his like boyhood tricycle, like family pictures. And he's like, "This isn't treasure." I don't think. And then they're like, "This is our treasure." I don't think he was on Cheers. Now he wasn't on Cheers. I'm sorry. Hey, delete this part of the yeah. podcast when yeah. you uh, post it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Basically, that's how National Treasure Book of Secrets ripped, ripped off, off Richie, Richie Rich. Rich. Yeah, um, that's 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 what Disney does well. Well, you know, they they, they take what works, and that's they're Disney? like National Treasures. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's Disney. That's right. Yeah, that's Disney. That's that's, the, why that's went, the House of Mouse right here, rewriting American Treasure History. Ride. Yeah. Oh, maybe, maybe. So, so like I said, Benjamin Franklin Gates has a long uh, track record of not only following clues. But following them successfully, leading them to not just one, but two giant treasures that could easily wipe away the U.S. debt and, for some reason, doesn't happen. Because they belong in a museum. That's true. You want to sell them to the highest bidder. That's true. So I think he has uh, the skills necessary to follow the clues. He did take a small finder's fee. He did. Um, They offered him 10%. He said that was way too much, which is insane. Because it was probably trillions of dollars, and they offered him ten percent. That's crazy. He could have done so much more good with that money. I'm, I know. I really I want. Know. I really want to know. Do a Disney Plus spinoff of what they did with that money. You know, because they didn't pay off the debt. Well, that so one guy bought do? a car. 
He bought it. He bought a nice car, and then Nicholas Cage bought a really nice house still with whatever percent he got. Then the other guy got one percent. So I'm assuming Nicholas Cage got more than one percent. Anyway, not important. Yeah, not important. So basically, both of our characters are good at solving puzzles and finding treasure. But I will say that, uh, and I'm going to admit to this right now, that Benjamin Franklin Gates does a very good job of following a treasure map, usually as long as it involves some kind of uh, United States history. Yeah, I was gonna, uh, I was gonna put that knock clues. on you that like. As much as I am beholden to history and archaeology-based clues, you're even more specific. Super specific. You need American history. But I will. Clues. But I will say though that Nicolas Cage's character is very good, though, at not only under knowing what the clues mean, but at recognizing that there is some type of clue there. That's a good point. Like when he looks at the the, the smoking pipe, he sees yep. these ridges on the side of it, and he goes, "Hmm, that's interesting. Let's figure that out." And then he's, you know, he's looking at the clue and reading it, and he's thinking, okay, something in pen, 55 men signed it. Uh, you know, he's, he's working it out in his head. So even if he doesn't know American history like that, he is able to recognize what the clues are, and I think he could still figure them out eventually, even if he didn't know anything about history. The Freemasons who made this this scavenger hunt were very lucky. All the things were still around. Oh yeah, if like to rely on the Declaration of Independence, the original one, like lasting that long until someone found the treasure. Yeah, because they hid like those glasses in Independence Hall in like yeah. a weird part with the shadow and daylight savings time. I mean, if that wasn't there anymore or got knocked down or they did a renovation, what if something blocked the shadow? And, yeah, there was a giant tree or the skyscrapers. Yeah, you know what I mean. Exactly. Yeah, they. It, and as someone who designs, I like to also make scavenger hunts. Some of those clues were risky. Oh, you know? absolutely. Yeah, you have you don't know. I mm -hmm. mean, especially the Declaration of Independence one. They didn't know it was going to be locked up in a museum yeah, behind it, bulletproof glass. Like, what if they like threw? I don't. What if it got okay? I was going to say what if like got lost, but that that would I guess they would assume that a very important document would be like kept. That, yeah, exactly. And there were multiple copies of the Declaration of Independence. That's so. what I was going to ask you. Yeah. Uh, was there only one that was like signed in ink? Like how did they make the copies? Did they sign multiple? From my recollection and understanding, I believe multiple were created and signed. Oh, so then that's another thing. Did that were all of them maps? What multiple. happened to the rest? There's National Treasure 3. Maybe one of the other Declaration of Independence copies has another treasure map on it that can lead to a they treasure. They all might have had different treasure maps. There you go. Wow, so much mm -hmm. free Freemason treasure. And each pair of glasses reveals something different. <laughs> There's more <laughs> than one pair of glasses, too? Could you just imagine, though, like, if this was real, like, after they signed the Declaration of Independence, Ben Franklin was like, hold on a second, I gotta flip it over, <laughs> yeah. I gotta write all this, these numbers in, in, invisible ink. in invisible ink, and then hold on, let me put my glasses on and make sure, okay, good, I can see what they say. <laughs> all right. You take this, put it there. You take that, put it there. We're golden. There must have been some silly guys. Oh, yeah. They were like, this is going to be so funny. <laughs> Someone trying to find this. Not like they're busy, you know, creating a government or something like that. Like, and then they'd be like, you know what would even be more funny? If while well, the whole time someone was trying to solve it, someone else was trying to kill them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, National funny. treasure. National treasure. Uh, all right. So we both went into why they would be good at geocaching. Do we mm -hmm. want to get into maybe what they would do uh, if they were to leave their own geocache? Uh, yes. Okay. Let's do it. Uh, do you want to go first? Want me to yeah, go first? So, so I, um, I was, you kind of scared me by saying how much research you were doing and how good you're, I was really scared how well you're going to hide it. Okay. So I then got to thinking, you know what? 
Steve's probably going to violate the geocaching guidelines by like doing something a little bit sketchy. You're right. I probably am violating the geocaching because I did look them up too because I was curious if you were allowed to hide a geocache in certain government properties. And from what I <laughs> and from what I could tell is as long as you get permission That's what I was going to say. It seems like if if you have the permission of the owner, you could do you it. You could totally do it. Absolutely. But it also would have to be like uh so there were some other things like available to the public on yep, yep. most days like that it has to be accessible on most of most days yeah I, no, nope, totally totally fine with that okay mine, mine fits that okay so when i was looking at this yeah oh here it must be accessible long term most of the week you don't have to contact the owner or anyone involved don't bury it yep. don't, okay blah 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 and then i saw something very interesting in that section on where you can hide it the very last um, section is is titled "Explore Outer Space with Permission." <laughs> this is legit on the geoca- official Geocast webpage. <laughs> with permission, geocachers may place caches in space, either on other planets or in spacecraft. What? And then I was like saying, "Well, Indiana Jones wouldn't be able to do that." But wait a minute, he might. <laughs> he met aliens that had an alien spacecraft. <laughs> if he could get a geocache on that spaceship from Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. No one would ever find that. Oh, man. That is a... So are we going that we don't want anybody to find well, this geocache? I, no, because or... that's not really the point of geocache. Right, exactly. You're not supposed to make it impossible to find, but they say you're allowed to put it on a spaceship. Oh, that would be a pretty epic geocache. You know, <laughs> you, it... you go on the website and it's just, you know, <laughs> not on Earth yeah. type thing. Do you think the aliens would see it and be like, what is this? Or do you think... They're muggles. Yeah, they're the muggles. Those <laughs> aliens, they took it and they log it every day. Every day they're like, we have it, we have it. <laughs> um, it's oh, it's interesting that idea. they put that on the website because it seems like it violates some of their other rules, like accessible, right? Every day. So <laughs> it's interesting that they put that on there because now it makes me think that there is one on the ISS. <gasps> what if there is? You know, because I like why why put that on their website? <laughs> I know. Or like maybe the Mars just, maybe rover, it was a little tongue in cheek. Maybe funny. the Mars rover like buried one. <laughs> on Mars or something and you're also not supposed to bury them so it's oh, that's just true. it's just it's underneath a rock i feel like they must have just done it as a joke but indiana jones potentially could have access to hide it in space oh man and like you said if they go into space in uh in the in the in the fifth one yeah in the fifth one then he has more chances <sighs> yeah yeah they put him on like the apollo 11 mission or something you know and he goes <laughs> that, that makes sense yeah but then i was like that's not fair i have to hide a real one <laughs> So, um, so one thing about uh, Indiana Jones, world traveler. It's been he's oh, been absolutely. all over the world. He's seen a lot of things, and it 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 is important. You should try to hide your geocache somewhere significant. It actually the 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 wording the advice they give is like, if the only reason a person would go to this place is to find a geocache, hide it somewhere else. Like, okay, have some significance of your hiding spot, like if, whether it be like an interesting journey to get there or an interesting scenic site blah 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 so indiana jones has been to uh so would you say it was alexandria i think it's the real location where they filmed that was in jordan yeah i think so that would be a cool spot to put it like where he found the uh the holy grail so uh like the so are you saying the in-universe location or the real life well the in-universe one like collapsed Right. And the real one in real life only is the front. Like, it's not like you can't actually go inside. It's like, right. It's just like a carved in the wall. Yeah. It doesn't go back. But that back would still anything. be a cool place to hide it. That'd I be thought. super cool. Absolutely. Yeah. 
and then he could he could put similar clues as he followed to like to lead to it that'd be cool so it's kind of like a real life indiana jones experience yeah and for an extra you know two hundred dollars maybe you could hire people to dress up like nazis and try to like stop you along the way might be kind of cool or for like an extra a thousand we could hire hire john reese davies to come with you that would be fun (laughs) and you just keep screaming about camels the whole time (laughs) it's like indy i wanted those camels for my brother that's a little sean connery yeah you can pretty much sorry your sean connery's good but why thank you you're john reese davies (laughs) (laughs) um so let me ask you a question then so what would Indiana Jones put in his cash? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, <laughs> he would put um, a little bit. So I assume at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark, when all the Nazis melted, he kept a little bit of Nazi wax or Nazi dust <laughs> as a souvenir. He'd put a little bit of that in. Just a little bit from all his travels. Then, and then in Temple of Doom, <laughs> he he kept a little bit of the, um, <clears throat> the what was it, like the monkey brains that he ate in the, in the dinner. Yeah, yeah. Put a little monkey brains in. Yep. For dessert, yeah. Uh, was there something with a bunch of blood in that movie, too? He had to drink blood. He drank the blood of, like, Kali or something yeah. like that. Oh, that's when he was, like, mind-controlled. When he was, yeah. Yeah, he gets yeah he gets mind-controlled. So he probably wouldn't have kept that because he was mind-controlled. He wouldn't um, remember it, yeah. And then, let's see. What would he have kept from The Last Crusade? Uh, ooh. I'm not sure I can't Maybe The Cross of Coronado, which is the thing he's trying to get at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, that was too... That's like too big and valuable to leave in a geocache, though. Okay. I was trying to think of small things. <laughs> and then from Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, he puts in uh, maybe like a like a, a, a some type of Mayan currency or like a Central American uh, like coin. Okay. To signify his travels there. They did find some of those in uh, Oriana's. Yeah. Uh, grave site because the magnetic that's what i was trying to think part. of i didn't know what currency that would have been so like. i will argue this against indiana jones i think he might have a hard time leaving geocaches because since he's a historian he's an uh he's a i guess he's really more of a um what's it called a archaeologist um, archaeologist thank you he finds significance and importance in most things so i think every time he would try to leave a geocache he would then think to himself no it belongs in a museum, and then no, no. and then he wouldn't leave it there. He would be like, "No, no, nope, nope, I can't think do it." That geocaches need to be in a museum. I don't know. I think I think it, it symbol it represents humanity and some of the things that we hold dear. And I think that rather than putting it uh, out in the world, I think he would want it to go into a museum where everybody has easy access to it, where they wouldn't have to go to Jordan and <laughs> travel his last crusade journey to find the geocache he didn't do a lot in the united states i don't know where he'd put it in the u.s maybe in his college he knows it well yeah in the museum in the college exactly <laughs> you just put it in the museum you'd be like Here well you go, i was just thinking this is the geocache. On, like if you're upset that i put a geocache in another country and in another continent no maybe i mean he puts no. it on his college campus no, I'm, not, I'm not upset about that i would ju- i'm just making the point he loves things he, being in museums and he seems like he he's loves ant- historical art items of historical significance being in museums. Okay, yeah, I'm he's not, not saying... Yeah, he's yeah. not going to be like, well, this geocache is cool. I think it should be in a museum. <laughs> I do think, though, he's 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 kind of like anti-treasure hunting, like you said uh, earlier when you when he was saying, like, X never, ever marks the spot. Most work does uh, is done in a library. You know, so I feel like right there, he's kind of like telling his own students like everything you think about archaeology and adventure is not true and you shouldn't well, if you want to do that 
you should not pursue archaeology. I would say that he learned that that wasn't true in his life travels when he like literally found X, did mark the spot, found a bunch of treasure, and I'm pretty sure he told, oh, I, I don't remember who he told in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. He said, if you want to be a good geologist, you got to get out of the library. So he does, yeah, he does change his mind later on. Yeah. I, so I will, I will agree to that. He does say that later on. So maybe his adventures make him realize that there is some value in going on. The real treasure, treasure was his adventures along the way. Or or knowledge. <laughs> Even though in Last Crusade, like, it seems... Like, people are talking to him as if he's going on a treasure hunt for the Holy Grail. And he specifically says, he's like, I'm not looking for the cup of Christ. I'm looking for my father. So in that movie, like, he really does not care yeah, about going after He might not even it. believe it exists for much of that movie. No, he yeah, he really doesn't care about that. He's just trying to find his dad. Yeah, that's a pretty cool plot, I actually remember. Oh, it's so good. The cu- Searching for the cup of the father is also searching for the father. It's so good. Yeah, it, it is really good. So, all right. So he would fill it, I guess, with just trinkets of Nazi wax. And... I mean, he's traveled. He's traveled all over the world. He has I think of little stuff. personally, I think melted Nazi wax deserves to be in a museum. <laughs> personally, personally, I think it should be in a museum. All right, gold coins and monkey brains. Sure, <laughs> if you want to go that way. Go for it. I didn't but. want to put the baby snakes in. That was regret. Uh, yeah, exactly. Now that's the thing too with your with your uh, oh the cash, other, he, you, you know what those any... those little slave kids were like mining right. You mm-hmm. could have put some of like their my, them some of their mining stuff. So now you're taking like warp diamonds. What's that? Conflict <laughs> diamonds. Conflict the minerals. Well, wait. What were they? Were they mining for for like? They gems? were looking for the Sankara stones. Yeah, they were looking for the stones, right? Yeah, exactly. So I'm not going to put one of the stones in. If they found some gems along the way, that's. <laughs> They're you're, okay. That's wow, not Chris, unethical. you're really double downing on this conflict minerals idea right now. Sure, uh, I'm going to take this stuff that these little children slaves uh, uh, are, are mining and, and put it in my geocache for the world to see. Hey, he freed the kids, okay? Remember? He freed them all. Yeah, he did. Yeah, without Indiana Jones, those kids would still be slaves. Right. And then he probably helped them set up like some type of economy to sell their gemstones they mined. Mm, no, he just sent them back to their town that they were all kidnapped from. Uh, but he gave them their stone back so that magic, it would rain again, maybe. Yeah, I think it's supposed to like bring back like the harvest and and all that stuff too. So they were good. No harm, no foul. (laughs) (laughs) He corrected his mistakes. (laughs) All right. All right. Where are you hiding your geocache? Oh boy. All right. Mine, mine's going big. So, so I'm thinking Ben Gates. So I'm thinking U.S. history. He wants to hide it in somewhere really, really special, right? Mm -hmm. He loves U.S. history. Loves U.S. history. So I'm going to hide mine in the United States Capitol building. Oh. Yes. So I'm going to imagine that uh, this is a United States Capitol building. Obviously, no COVID going on, and we're going to imagine that everything that happened three weeks ago. I was going to say, so you were were criticizing me for using conflict diamonds, Uh but you're going to, you're going to break into the U S Capitol to hide yours. So I'm not going to break in because a, even though it seems that it's very easy to break into the Capitol based on recent events, uh, in a normal non COVID non coup year, uh, it is very easy to get into the United States Capitol. You can, I've been there. You can sign up for a tour. It's it's free. You you go in. Yeah, it's very nice. You go through the security, and you get to walk around the Capitol. You get to see Statuary Hall, the crypt, the the dome, all that great stuff. Uh, so that's where I think that he would put it because it is the cornerstone of American democracy. 
But if he tries to like leave a small package in the Capitol, he's gonna get busted so Chris, hard. Chris, 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 my friend, you just you just gotta wait. You just have to wait. Okay. All right. So now what I'm thinking is, what is Nicolas Cage going to? Uh, before I get to where he's even gonna put it, I'm gonna get to what the geocache would be. Oh, the president, a reverse kidnapping. <laughs> you're, you're getting there. <laughs> so what I'm gonna put in the geocache is a. Uh, a a a copy of the Declaration of Independence. I was actually thinking you were going to say that. Not that's the perfect. real one, that's but a perfect. copy of it. Where people, he got one from the gift shop. That's what I'm going to use. He's going to use the one from the gift shop that he bought, and people on the back of it can log when they were there, and and all that good stuff. And also, now this is where you're going to have to follow me here. He is going to put George Washington's teeth in uh, the geocache. Okay, where do you get them? Okay. Where do you go? Great question. It is located uh, at his home estate of Mount Vernon, which Benjamin Franklin Gates has uh, broken into in the second National Treasure movie, mm-hmm. especially when the president was there. So I'm going to make the logic leap here that if he was able to break into Mount Vernon when the president of the United States was there and kidnapped the president of the United States, I think he would be able to get into Mount Vernon on a normal Thursday and get George Washington's teeth. And take them out with him without anybody noticing. Are George Washington's teeth really there? They are. Like his his real teeth? His well, you know how he didn't have real teeth. Yeah, are they, that's what I mean. Are they fake teeth? They're his real fake teeth. Correct. Okay. Would you like to see a picture of them? Kind of, but yeah, like, sure. why'd they keep those? It's 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 uh, it's history. It's located at the George they... Washington Estate in Mount Vernon, Virginia. Steve, if I ever become famous and die, don't keep my teeth in my house. Well, see, I guess the reason they keep the teeth is because his teeth are famous for being made out of wood, which they were, were not. They, was it famous was that a famous story though when he died that they would have thought we got to keep these? So those There's... are his teeth. I'm putting it up right now. All right. I'll, I'll post a picture of this on on the social media. No, don't. Okay, maybe not. Maybe I'll put a link in the <laughs> show notes. Just... <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be flagged or something. Um they're just they're they're kind of gross looking. So some of them they said were made out of brass. Some of them were made out of ivory. Uh, some were actually made out of other people's teeth. They have also said, yeah, they're kind of wow. gross. They're kind of gross. Now you're probably How does one order that smorgasbord of teeth. I mean, if you're George Washington, you so know, you dentists can get stuff back done. then were just like. I'll take whatever I can get. I'll give you a couple I, ivory, I, a couple <laughs> donor teeth. Yeah, we're, we're just going to throw it together. I got this. These, I got that. Some are made out of wood. And he's like, no, no, no. No, no wood teeth. I no don't. I teeth. want the stories about me to be very confusing to, <laughs> to school children. Yeah. So now you might be thinking, well, Steve, why, why that? Why are we putting George Washington's teeth? Want to know something? I didn't think about that at all. Didn't question you. <laughs> oh, really? But now that you brought it up, why, why the teeth? So Steve? there is significance to this. And this is where now where I'm going to get to why... Um, uh, it's going to go into the Capitol building. Okay? All right. I can't wait to hear it. Um, so, I the... have a guess. Go ahead. Is it because George Washington used those teeth in the Capitol to eat? The Capitol uh, was... He never got to see the Capitol completed. So, no. Hmm. Sorry. So, not a great guess? Nope, not a good guess. All so, right. uh, what I'm going with is... I mentioned this earlier... Uh, in the United States Capitol building, underneath the rotunda, is a room called the Capitol Crypt. I don't know if you remember this from when you were on your tour. Oh, another guess. That's where George Washington is buried. If you reunite his fake teeth with his body, he comes back to life. Close. National Treasure 3. Very close. Okay. This Both is where George zombies. Washington was actually supposed to be buried. When they were building the Capitol building, this is 100% true, they built this crypt, which you think like a crypt. Why do you have a tomb? basically in 
our legislative branch of the government. They put that there because that's where they wanted him to be buried after he died, just for the symbolism of the founder of our country being buried at the heart of American democracy. Uh, in his will, George Washington stated that he wanted to be buried at his home of Mount Vernon. Oh, did he know so they this, built that whole crypt for him? So this was very contradictory. Uh, I he should have told them before they started building yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know. I, honestly, I don't. I feel like that was so, inconsiderate. So the him. construction of the Capitol began in 1793. He was still alive by then. Maybe How they didn't tell him they were building the crypt for him. Like He was like 80, and they're like, oh, yeah, we built this awesome crypt. And he was like, oh, about that. So this is it. This is it right here. Oh, so thanks. Washington died in 1799. So it was under construction, the, the building itself. But the crypt was not in the plans. The designers went to Martha Washington and said, can we build a crypt to put your husband's body? Even though his will said that he wanted to be buried in Mount Vernon, Martha Washington responded, yes. So there were plans to put George Washington's body in the Capitol crypt. However, when it came time for burial and all that good stuff capital was not obviously finished it was you know taking wait so was long. he still alive when they asked martha washington no he was dead okay was after he died um so they ended up uh burying him at his his home in in mount vernon so the room now the crypt is a little museum area and there are 13 statues around the crypt one rep from each of the original 13 states and George Washington's body, like I said, is not inside the crypt. However, it is located at Mount Vernon. Now, I'm gonna go a little, gonna go a little crazy here. Okay. You always do, Steve. I do. That's why we love you. I learned that in 1830 there was an attempt to steal George Washington's skull from his home in Mount Vernon. Uh huh. <laughs> and you think it was probably Ben Gates' grandfather. So the person who did it was unknown. They do not know the person who attempted to steal it. Ben they, Gates' grandfather. They did. But not Book National Treasure 4. All right. So I was going to say that I'm going to argue that this is Ben Gates's great-grandfather. Okay. I didn't like do that. the math quick yeah, enough. That's a, whatever it is. I, okay. That's what I'm going to argue. Um, they did, however, not steal his skull. They did steal the skull of his nephew's what in-laws like by accident they thought they, it was his they thought it was his they just stole the wrong skull oh those dum-dums yeah they stole this wrong skull so i'm gonna see this as ben gates's reason to accomplish his ancestor's goal of reuniting george washington's essence to where it should go because george washington's body was supposed to be left at the crypt I think supposed to is a strong word. I... Well, the plan was, according to Martha Washington's permission, was supposed to be left at the Capitol. What crypt. about George Washington's plan to well, not? He, do yeah, that. he didn't want it, but she superseded him. If apparently, anything, in, in National Treasure Four is about Ben Gates's quest to clear his great grandfather's name because he was falsely accused of stealing George Washington's this, this is three. nephew's skull. This is three. This isn't four. No, three is about. Uh, I already did National Treasure Three. Page forty-seven in the book of secrets. No, no, it oh, does. Okay. I'm wreck I don't that'll be I don't know, I actually <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah. I so, forget what I said now. So, so I'm that. thinking that's that's his reasoning for taking the teeth okay. and putting them into the Capitol crypt. This, okay? this all makes perfect sense, Steve. Now I'm not even done yet. Now well, where am I gonna put it in the Capitol crypt? Okay. Where I'm gonna put it has to do with one of those thirteen statues from the original thirteen states. 
I'm going to put it. Hey, in... Steve is a history teacher, if you guys didn't know. <laughs> I'm going to put it in the statue of a, young, of a man named Charles Carroll from Maryland. Now, I have a picture of Charles Carroll's statue up right here, Chris. You can see it. It's a man. It's a statue. I agree. It's a statue long, standing man. on a pedestal. Sure. Now, Chris, if you notice right there, and I'll put a picture out there so people can see it. If you notice right there, there's kind of like uh, maybe like a door looking thing. It's hard um, to tell from here. It's like a seal. It's something. Some sure. kind of a seal. Is it a door? Is it open? So I'm going to argue that that door can open. That wait, little seal you, can open. Wait, you've, Does, you've been here, right? Yes. Can you touch it? Can you check if it's a door? You could probably check it, yeah. Okay. Can someone yeah. go and check and let us know if it's a door? They came back. Yes. We got it. No, I mean, seriously, our <laughs> listeners. What if What if it's... Okay, sorry. We're not... We are not... Conde- if you, you get in really trouble... Intrigued. If you get, if you no, only trouble. do it if like you're allowed to touch it. If like if it's like roped off, don't, don't mess with that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to argue that that little seal there, which mm-hmm. might be the seal of Maryland or something from way back in the day, I'm going to uh, argue that it can open, and that's where he's going to put George Washington's teeth, signifying his return to the Capitol Crypt where he belongs, and also the copy of the Declaration of Independence where people can sign. That way they are letting people know that they've been there. So when it comes to geocaching, it is in a place that is publicly accessible. Uh, it's open most days. Anybody can can get in there, no problem. It's also uh, obscured in some way. It's not just completely out in the open. You, know, you have to kind of know what you're looking for in a way. Now, the last thing I will say is, I don't know if you asked this question, Chris. I'm sure you did. My question was going to be, why in the Maryland guy? That's what I was hoping you were going to ask, Chris. Yeah. So, this guy, Charles Carroll, was the person in the National Treasure movies who told Ben Gates' ancestor about the treasure. Wow. He was the one who gave his great-great-great-grandfather the piece of paper that says, The Secret Lies with Charlotte. Why did he do that? Because he was dying, and he wanted the, the message to continue. Was he looking for the treasure, too? So this man, Charles Carroll, was the last surviving member of the last surviving member of the signers of the Declaration of Independence. He was. He was. And when he when in in the movie, when he died, the so he knew about the treasure. So he knew about the treasure. I mean, you know, it's on the back of the Declaration of Independence. You assume he probably know about it. So he waited until he died to give someone a clue about the treasure. Correct. What? That's. What that's such that's, a that's such a dumb way to start a treasure hunt. That's what he did. Right that's on your did. deathbed, you have to find someone and then give them a clue. So the symbolism of I don't like that of Ben Franklin Gates bringing George Washington George Washington's uh, body in essence back to the Capitol crypt where it was supposed to go, using Charles Carroll as the individual who first told Ben Franklin's ancestor about the treasure, and then leaving it inside there. Also tying back to the National Treasure uh, copy of the Declaration of Independence, I think I think that would be the ultimate geocache. You should you should write National Treasure three. <laughs> That's so good. I think I think it ties in really nicely. Man, yeah. I mean, that was really good. I Indiana Jones is going to find it really easily. But... I spent my lunch researching this <laughs> yesterday. I'm like trying to draw clues should, how I can connect you it together. You should tweet about this. You should tell people about this. This is really good. I think we should make this happen. Let's I, record it on a podcast and release it to the world. I love it. That's 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 a great idea. So, that's that's what I'm thinking. So, it involves history, it involves a nice little treasure hunt. So, if there's a clue, maybe I have to give a clue of some type, right? So, I think I'm going to go to my uh my colleague Indiana Jones over here. 
and I'm going to use one of the clues that he's had to follow in his career that has something to do with George Washington's cradle. <laughs> Not referring to his... You'd have to use the like Aztec translation or whatever that makes it an ambiguous word. Correct. So that way That'll they think it. his final resting place. And then they'll be confused and they'll think it has to do with Mount Vernon. But in reality, his final resting place was supposed to be the United States Capitol building. Wow. But that's you got to be careful because if you direct a lot of treasure hunters to Mount Vernon, they might start trying to dig up his skull. Correct. Yeah. And then don't do that. We don't want that to continue yeah. again. Yeah. No, we don't want that to continue again. What do you think they wanted it for? So, so what I found out <laughs> was there was a guy... <laughs> Uh, he was he tried to put George Washington's skull no. He was he was a on, uh, so Craigslist. so John Augustine Washington the second, which I'm not exactly sure of his relation to George Washington. He was the proprietor of Mount Vernon. He fired one of the estate's gardeners, and he was so angry that he tried stealing George Washington's skull. Oh, is that the? I thought you said they didn't find the guys. No, they didn't. That the John Augustine Washington the second was the guy who fired. The gardener and the gardener oh, so was they, angry and then went and stole, tried stealing the skull. So they he was knew so who angry. it was. No, 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 they didn't. They knew who fired the guy. They didn't know the guy that got fired. They couldn't ask the guy who did you fire. I mean, we don't. I mean, we don't have it in record. Saying. What? I'm confused. <laughs> There's no record who who the guy's name was that got fired on Wikipedia what? or um, like in the world. I mean, maybe if I do some deep searching, possibly. Why wouldn't in my, I'm just in my research? Thinking, this seems like a pretty serious crime. And it's pretty easy to crack. You don't have to be a, a genius detective. To <laughs> it just like, say, says he fired one of the estate's gardeners whose name is unknown. Like he couldn't remember his name. That's just, I think, I don't know. I need to know more details. Yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. <laughs> this gardener is a ghost. Yeah. So they know. So how do they know it was him who tried to steal the skull? I don't know. Maybe they were like, hey, there's the guy. There's a gardener. <laughs> what? I don't know. There's that gardener guy. He's, he's breaking into the in the skull area. He's trying. So, he's trying to steal what? it. That, they didn't know his name, but they knew it was that gardener guy. <laughs> Apparently, more than know. maybe, maybe more likely, when he got fired, he said, "Oh, to get my revenge, I'll steal George Washington's skull." I will skull. take it. Uh, yep, yeah, yeah. There, there's some holes in this story. I don't, I don't buy it. Well, all right. Gonna... I think the, uh, I think the John Augustine Washington was maybe uh, covering for himself. I'll do some more research to see if I can f- to, to find out exactly what happened. But I'm gonna for now say that it was. Um, let's see. Abraham Lincoln Gates, who did it? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that might that might have. Oh no, because it happened in eighteen thirty. So wouldn't been Abraham Lincoln Gates. Let's go. Uh, Wait, Thomas the, Jefferson Gates. Is that when the skull was attempted to be stolen? Eighteen thirty. Yeah. Oh, so like a long, long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's well, what I'm saying. So the records. It's not like okay, it was last so, year. So like, it's a good chance that guy knew at the time. Maybe. It's just, and it's then, just confusing to me that you set it up like a mystery, like who tried to steal a skull. And then later you're like, it was the guy the gardener fired. I'm like, oh, mystery solved. <laughs> we got him. <laughs> we got but, him. But but He's did done. they did they get him in 1830? Because I don't know if the police no, they, were they as did, good back then. No, they did not get him in 1830. Okay. No, he was never he, he was escaped. never found. Yeah, he escaped. He had all that gardener money to escape with. He was making big bucks. I'm sure he didn't get a nice severance package when he was fired either. <laughs> he was out. Did it, did it say why he was fired? Uh, nope. Just said he was fired. I wonder if he was fired for trying to steal George Washington's skull. <laughs> Because that would be suspicious. That would be very suspicious. Hey, you're fired. <laughs> so that's my geocache. So, hey, if anyone goes back into the Capitol after this is all over, uh, COVID and whatnot. Keep, keep a lookout. Keep a lookout at, might, at Charles Carroll. Yeah, let us see. Let us let us know. Let us know. 
Uh, Chris, do you have any uh, anything else you want to add, or we want to head into any fun facts you might have? No, I just I just want to say I know your hiding spot was way better than mine. Good job. <laughs> Thanks. I worked really hard on it. <laughs> I really did. A um, couple things I want to add real quick. I kind of was alluding to this a couple minutes ago, naming uh, the guy who did it, like Abraham Lincoln Gates or Thomas Jefferson Gates. The reason uh, I said that they would be named that is because, for some reason, the National Treasure universe, uh, the characters in the Gates family are all named after founding fathers. They love history, U.S. history specifically. You have Benjamin Franklin Gates. You have his father, which is Patrick Henry Gates, who uh, famously said, give me liberty or give me death, played by John Voight. And then his father was John Adams Gates, uh, second president of the United States, first vice president, uh, played by Christopher Plummer, which is kind of interesting to think. Christopher Plummer was in a National Treasure movie uh, in in the first movie as well. But we don't know anything else about any of the other um, mm. characters. I will say, though, that Nicolas Cage is going to be a disappointment, or he's going to have a son as a disappointment because the Gates family legacy is that it like skips a generation. What skips a generation? Being interested in like treasure hunting. Oh, I thought his dad was. His dad no, his dad. Find... His dad did not believe it. He thought oh, it was, it was a waste his grandfather. Of time. Who it was, was his trying... grandfather? Oh. No, didn't his dad do a little bit that you found out he actually like? Well, once Nicholas Cage found the Declaration of Independence, his dad was all like, "I'm in." I knew Let's a lot go. of history facts for someone who's not interested in history-based treasure hunting. So I think he was interested in history, but maybe just not interested in trying to <laughs> find right. this, this Knight's Templar. He just seemed very knowledgeable about <laughs> treasure-specific clues. It was allowed the family to come together. <laughs> but Nicolas Cage's son, most likely, will not be interested in geocaching. That's a shame. In the, in the, in the film universe. Hmm. So, anyway, we kind of talked about National Treasure 3 because people have been talking about that for like 13 years. Apparently, it was greenlit. We probably talked about this last time we talked about National Treasure. But in January 2020, uh, they're working on a new script for it in May 2020. Um, film is being written and hopes to have the original cast from the previous films. So we will see what happens uh, with National Treasure 3, especially can't, with Disney Plus now, I think. Can't wait. Could probably go go on there or something. I'm just kidding. I can wait. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not that excited. <laughs> it's really funny, though, because... As a history teacher myself, whenever we learn about the Declaration of Independence, my students always are like, oh, that's the thing that Nicolas Cage stole in the movie mm -hmm. National Treasure. Mm -hmm. Like, that's where their knowledge of the document comes from. And one thing that bothers me about the movie is one of the clues talks about how you have to find the document that 55 men signed. And Nicolas Cage goes, 55 people signed the Declaration of Independence. Therefore, that's what we're talking about. That's incorrect. Fifty-six people signed the Declaration of Independence. So that is just a glaring. Why didn't they? How could they error. have possibly got that fact I, wrong I, in the movie? I don't know. They didn't call you to fact check it. Apparently not. I mean, granted, I was a little younger when that movie was being written. So I don't Are you think sure your were... fifty-six number is right? Why would they? Why would they do that wrong? I've, I've looked it up. I don't know. I do you really think it's have... a clue? Do you think it's a treasure within a treasure? Maybe. What did fifty-five people sign the Declaration of Independence right before that last guy signed before it? Before the last guy signed it, let's see you, who the last you gotta guy. You got to find the version. You said how, you know how there were multiple versions of the yeah yeah. Maybe there was one he was in the bathroom for and didn't or, sign it. Let's see if we can find out who was the fifty-sixth person to sign it. George yep. Walton from Georgia. Hmm. Was Georgia named after him? No, Georgia was named after King George. I know, I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. His name was George. It's kind of funny. That is true. He was the United States senator from Georgia. Like, Your name's George. You can be our senator. He was Perfect. A, he was a governor of Georgia. He was a delegate 
from Georgia to the Continental Congress. And he died at the age of, oh boy, 55. Nuh-uh. He says 55. All right. We got to dig up his body. Oh, God. We got to dig up his skull. Look for oh treasure God. hunt. Treasure oh, God. Maybe we, have, maybe we have to. All right. Ready? We have to return George Walton's skull to the Capitol Crypt. And then there's like a spaceship inside the Capitol Crypt. He was an alien the whole time. That'll fly away. That makes sense. If an alien came to Georgia and they're like, hey, what's your name? He's like, um, George. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, Wait, boy. what was his last name? Walton. Any relation to the Walmart Waltons? Uh, I don't know how you're going to know that, but. <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. Uh, fun facts about him, I guess, since I'm reading about him. Uh, he was from Georgia, uh, but he is believed to be one of the few signers of the Declaration of Independence who did not own slaves. Good so for him. Good for you, George Walton, for not unless, getting involved Unless in he that. wanted to own slaves but just couldn't afford them, then, you know, not, well, not as good not of an as accomplishment. Not as good as a person, but hopefully he didn't. But <laughs> anywho, that's what we're looking at. So we hope you uh, enjoyed this episode of the Who Win Cast for Who Would Win Geocaching. Chris, how do we want to put this as a poll? Do we want to put it as who would win leaving a geocache? Who would win geocaching? Oh, um, okay. Make Can you make two? Who sure. Would, who would win searching for geocache? Okay. Who would win hiding in geocache? Clear enough. Okay, so based off our arguments in the beginning of their skills of geocaching and then us leaving our own geocaching as well. Okay. Uh, Chris, is there anything else you want to add before we head out of here? No, I didn't really look up any fun facts for this. I forgot. I mean, Indiana Jones, there's, I mean, what what hasn't been talked about when it comes yeah, like, to Indiana Jones? Like, there's so many little things, but a lot of fans know, like, in one of the movies, they're looking, they're on, on a temple wall, there's like an R2-D2 and C-3PO thing. Yep. A lot of people have heard that. And Raiders, yeah. It's Raiders, yeah. Yeah. In Temple of Doom, the club that they fight in the beginning in Shanghai is called Club Obi-Wan. I didn't know that. I there think, there yeah. you go. Yeah, a little uh, George Lucas reference right there. Uh, yeah, there's there's so many of them. Has anyone talked about um, how much he gets punched in the face in Indiana Jones? Oh, it's probably a lot. You he, the he should have a lot of brain damage. Oh, absolutely. That's like a football concussion right there. They do they do the classic like old movie fight scene trope where like they just punch each other in the face over and over. <laughs> and it's that classic sound effect. You want to know something funny? I just read how they made a lot of the fight sound effects. I think I might know. Oh my gosh, you know all the you know all the Indiana Jones facts. Okay, what is Sorry. it? Is it like slapping a piece of meat? This one says most of the body blow sounds were created by hitting a pile of leather jackets with a baseball bat. Okay. Huh. That sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sounds, sounds, sounds about right. Uh, all right. So any other any other before? Uh, good? I was just looking through and there's some other facts that, like I've heard before. Maybe not. I mean, sure not, I'm sure not everyone's heard. Like um, during filming for Raiders of the Lost Ark, they filmed scenes in Tunisia and at one point, everyone in the crew got sick. Oh, I did know about except that. Except for Steven Spielberg, because he brought his, all of his own food. Oh, I did know that, yes. <laughs> and, and apparently he brought a lot of SpaghettiOs. I mean, canned food's not going to go wrong. I will add, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piggyback off of your, your fun fact for a second. You know the scene in Raiders where he is running through the streets of Cairo, and that swordsman comes out with a giant sword, and the Indiana Jones just shoots him? Yeah. So that originally was supposed to be a huge fight scene. But since Harrison Ford was sick with food poisoning, they just did that instead. 
and it was a great shot and the and director it, kept it and it worked perfectly it perfectly showed yeah. the character that's that's another one that's like really cool fact a lot of people have heard it but not everyone so there you go hopefully you learned some new indiana jones facts fun fact there you go for you so i want to thank uh our listener fan and uh sometimes guest uh, austin for suggesting this episode that episode was a lot of fun please remember that you can give us suggestions uh as well we have a whole google doc where we keep track of all the ones and try to see what kind of fits with what's going on um in pop culture or whatnot or what we just think seems really interesting to talk about so we appreciate everybody who reaches out to give us suggestions uh so remember there is going to be a poll on our website whowouldwincast.com slash vote uh also in the show notes where you can vote for who you think would win uh geocaching and also who you think would win in leaving a geocache between indiana jones and benjamin franklin gates as always, please make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and our website, whodwincast.com. Subscribe and rate wherever you listen to podcasts, and please continue to participate in our show. For the Who Wouldn't Cast, this has been Steve. And this has been Chris. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye.